I mean, like, oh, they, they think they can body anybody, and you don't expect them to, though. Uh, so, uh, to, 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 to friends and family who knows about my dog, my, my little silky terrier Corky, um, he, he's the kind of dog who's, like, about, like, the size who comes up, like, half of your femur, and then will, like, like, start, he will pick fights with, like, German shepherds, or, like, big old huskies, or, like, shit that's, like, three times his size, and he will, like, try to fight them. But then, like, he finds, like, a dog that's smaller than him. He's like, do not worry, small thing. I will protect you. Follow me. I now own this country. I will protect, and I will I will protect. I will protect. Exactly. He will attack everything bigger than him, but everything smaller than him is like, do not worry, small child. I will defend you. (laughs) And it's funny. Um... I was just getting, I was just like telling Lhasa that uh, I actually am not in my normal house today. I'm actually house sitting for my mom at the moment. Because, uh, last minute notice, they're in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, they were like, hey, Cloudy, uh, take care of Corky for us. Because we're go- we're over there. Your grandmother and your aunt are in another part of Central America. They're in El Salvador right now. Uh, my older brother works as a pharmacist in Rhode Island, and my little sister could do it, but she just, like, disowned her own dog, because Corky was originally hers, because apparently, little old Corky, little, I will defend the young and innocent, and I will fight anything bigger than me, supposedly bit my little sister in her foot, and apparently she was fine at first, and then she just didn't get, like, the bite checked. For like a like uh, like five days, so she just left Corky alone, went out with her friends, and then her wound got infected, and then she had to be put in a cast for that infection or some shit for like four months. So she just disowned Corky at this point. So now I'm the only one to, capable of, you know, holding down this harbinger of darkness. <laughs> So really, I'm just here for like another for like another week, uh, just looking after Corky, making sure he doesn't burn down the U.S. Senate or some shit. Like, uh, I, I can I can imagine your sister tells that story like a lot different. Probably, like, but like, <laughs> like you see something going. Oh yeah, so uh, what happened is that he somehow learned kung fu, right? And right. then uh, he like I was trying to protect his orphan. And then uh, the corky just uh, kicked the shit out of my arm, and now it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Like Cor- corky's just like is we're, we're all gonna bow down to corky. He will destroy the universe. But besides that, um, the reason I tell this story is to give a pretty valid excuse for why my dumbass hasn't finished playing Devil May Cry yet. Because as this call happened, I was playing, I was sitting down playing Devil May Cry 5, uh, I was just getting through, like, a couple tutorial levels, and my dad tells me, okay, sure, uh, alright, I'll go. So, I pop out the disc, and, like, I think, I put, I, I thought I put it into Devil May 5 Cry disc, I just put it in an empty one. But I grabbed the Devil May 5 Cry, Devil May 5, <laughs> fuck me, DMC 5, there we go. Uh, I pop it into the case, I grab the case, I drive like two hours down to my mom's house, I say hi to Corky, give him a walk, it's like nine o'clock at night, and I'm like, okay, 
Now I'm gonna go sit down and catch up. I pop, I open the case, and there's a, and there's Bloodborne staring at me. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> so, mean, if there had to be a replacement, it would have to be Bloodborne. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, as far as, like, combat goes and, like, how fun goes, like, at least it's not, like, Kingdom Hearts or something. <laughs> oh, God. You, you, you would fucking end me if that were the case. But no, um, yeah, uh, I haven't really been playing much video games because I've gotten pretty far in Bloodborne, but I haven't, like, found the need to, like, play it again. But I'm also, like, I do not want to drive back down to, like, my house and then drive back here. I don't want to be on the road four hours just for Devil May Cry 5, because, like, I... Plus, I'm probably gonna, like... I'm gonna miss, like, one of Corky's walking cycles, so he's gonna be salty about it. And I do not want to incur his wrath. <laughs> I, so, I yeah. can understand that. You would probably, like, end up as a fucking statistic if you did that. <laughs> oh, definitely. But I can tell you, like, the little bits of Devil of DMC 5 that I have played, though. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, j- just, like, going back, to, you, know, you know how, like, last week I told you, like, I, the only thing I did was, like, sat down and saw the movie, and then, like, uh, and then I had to put down the controller because I had to go to work? So, so when, when um, you say the movie, is that the one where they kind of, like, catch up on what happened in DMC 1 to 4? Yes, that was okay. what I was talking about. Because I never played before, and, I, and, like, I thought that was just, like, what happens... That plays automatically in the start screen. I didn't realize it was actually at the bottom of the start screen and I just accidentally hit it. And then, like, played it without realizing it. But yeah, I saw that. Uh, I did the... I, um, I'm playing as, um... As Nero. Uh, there's this giant fuck-off tree. Uh, you know, going through, like, basic combos. Like, you use, like, your circle... Your, your um... Not your circle. You use your, like, square to shoot your gun. Your triangle to slash your sword. You're targeting, you're all this shit. Like, basically, baby's first combo. It's like, okay, I get yeah. it. That's cool. You're holding my hand through it. You you, you talk to, like, Kylo Ren for some fucking reason. <coughs> and there's, like, I, a crow. <laughs> Kylo Ren. I, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> and they'll explain it. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, then I see, like, Dante got his ass beat. Uh, two girl, I think, I think, like, Lady and Nico are the ones who got... Their ass beat, I'm not entirely sure if that's the Lady case. Lady and Trish. Lady and Trish, okay. So they got their ass beats. Um, Nero comes in. I barely understand how targeting works, and like, I don't, and like, I haven't yet understood that, like, uh, you're faster when you're not targeting anything. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting hit by fucking everything because I'm just, like, you know, holding, mindlessly holding down a targeting thing. So, basically, doing the whole beginner's trap, I get my ass handed to me. Um, well, that, that is the point so, with, the, with the first fight. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, oh, okay. I guess, I guess I was supposed to lose, but I wonder if you can win. I wonder if like Lassa Newt knows how like how to beat this easy ass boss without you, dying. You can, but I wouldn't suggest to do it because there's a, so. What happens is that is that you beat him, and then he goes, oh yeah, and then Nero won, and everyone lived happily ever after. Okay, bye, and then just like scrolls real fast through some credits and shows some screens. But the problem is that those screens kind of spoil like little certain things, so I wouldn't suggest doing that. But it's totally oh. possible. Okay, okay, that's okay. I was I was hoping that was the case because I, I love that shit in video games. Like, hey, we'll just toss you in front of the fucking uh, final boss, 
and you don't have all the gear you would normally have. But if you beat him, you totally beat him. Yeah. Ignore that. My phone is being stupid. And I'm gonna yeet it. Goodbye. Yeet is um, Yeetus defeatus. <laughs> oh no. Fucking... But yeah, like, uh, I get through that, I get my ass handed to me, uh, then comes, like, the van scene. Ah, which the was, van scene. Which was fucking hype as shit! It's like, alright, hang on, let me just put the, let, let me just put, like, the video game OST on this fucking record player. It's like, just jump out the car and sh- with the hype. credits in the scene, like, as physical objects that gets obscured by, like, uh, environmental things, like, uh, demons, blood, uh, sign, wreckage, all this stuff. I always love when, when a game does that, where the credits are a part of the scene. Like, it's not just, like, an overlay of text. Oh yeah, it is. It is like a very like classic Hollywood trope. Like you go into an action movie, you just feel the adrenaline pumping. You just like when you see like the two bullets like going into the neck of this fucking like <laughs> beetle ass thing, and then like the credits kind of like get smeared by the blood. It's fucking hype. Yeah. Well, well, well. Like if nothing else, I'm glad that you got to that because that's like when you see that one, it's it's definitely where you you either go, yeah, okay, this was dumb, or you know, fuck off, this was the coolest thing I've ever done seen. Oh yeah, no, like I'm firmly in the camp. Like this is like some hype beast bullshit that I <laughs> totally fucking love. Uh, I'm trying to like go through because like I think this is still technically the tutorial. I think I cleared the tutorial because after this point. It was, like, teaching you how to use, like, the arms you get. And, like, because they told me, oh, this is a limited resource, my brain does the thing where it's like, okay, I'm not going to use this until I absolutely need it. Until they until they got to the point where it's like, oh, hey, you can just pick up more arms from the ground. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, I should be spamming this. What the hell? And, and like, the, the, the longer you play, the more arms become available, and thus the more arms you find around in the environment. So it's very much like use them as much as you want. Don't be afraid of using the overdrive thing where you hold the button down. Um, they they're really fun if you if you know what you're doing. Oh yeah, the thing is like I don't know what I'm doing, so it may, so it's scary and terrifying. But no, honestly, once I realize, oh wait, there are more of these I can just pick up off the ground. Okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna like spam them, and then the game became significantly more fun because I'm like, oh shit, my arm's a fucking grappling hook. Come here, bitch. <laughs> so the the grappling hook is is infinite. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that one. Okay, that's good to know. So yeah, um, the circle button makes the game very fun, <laughs> and like, I think like the the moment I had to put the game down was like after the cutscene or explaining how. Uh, I'm assuming it's Virgil. Come, just walks into the fucking house and like rips off his arm. Is like I'm taking this back. And his arm turns into the sword, and then he's like just bleeding out on the floor. Uh, and I'm, uh, I still think like there's two things about that scene that I think is really cool. One is that like he just fucking judo throws Nero like a baby, and that is enough just to rip off the arm. Like if that doesn't establish fucking power, then I don't know what does. But also just the fact, like, when, when Nero is laying there in the blood and he's, like, being shined up by uh, the portal that the masked man then creates, it, like, it looks phenomenal. Like, it looks fantastic visually. 
Okay, you say masked man, so that's making me assume there's actual doubt for this not to be Virgil, and that makes me interested. You can't see it, but I'm shrugging. I mean, like, I can kind of see, because I'm watching the stream right now. Which, by the way, hi, everybody in chat. <laughs> hi. <laughs> but yeah, I, um... It, yeah, real quick, I, in, in, in case it's not blatantly obvious, uh... I'm a little under the weather today, so if it sounds like I'm a little rough, that that will be why. Uh, but yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, but no, like the, at that point after that cutscene, I had to put the game down because that's when I got the call to like be like, "Hey, go take care of Corky," and I'm like, "Okay," mm. and my dumbass like puts the game in an empty disc, which I actually don't know which disc it went into. Probably blood. So <laughs> probably, I mean, like. You know it's weird cuz like um um when I originally got my PS4 a friend gave it to me for free because they they uh, they just decided I don't want to play this anymore I want to get on with my life and I'm like okay so like there's like a whole list of fucking things like they gave me like a like a signed copy of Persona 5 that they got from the um like voice actors and I'm like oh that's cool I got to play this sometime and I think it might have been that actually I'm again I have just like the worst habit of like I will just like my entire library of cases don't mean anything. What actual games there are is like without rhyme or reason. There you'll you'll find like Bloodborne in DMC, and then you're gonna find uh like Skyrim in Bloodborne, and then like somewhere down the line you're gonna find Kingdom Hearts just loose somewhere. Because I'm like, why did this come to me? I I'm gonna uh, echo what Alice in the chat is saying. Cloudy is the literal devil. <laughs> I think scum is a strong word, but <laughs> there there are times I sit down and organize, but the majority of the time I just refuse to be chaotic. I just I just choose violence. I found slide three in a slide two case. <laughs> oh jeez. So yeah, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a bad person, but yeah, the, what what else is new? I uh I used to uh I think I still own it, but I had the DVD for um this anime. I think it's called Sekirei or something. Oh yeah, not 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 a great anime, but it came with like eight discs or something. I kept finding those discs everywhere. Every uh, so I moved a few times uh while I was doing YouTube, and since I owned this thing, and every time a new dvd popped up like oh yeah it was stuck between my wii games that i never play or oh it's in my uh final fantasy 10 case or something i was like i haven't I played the like i own the game i never played that disc it's one i bought from work they're like how the fuck did you make it in there like <laughs> they they come when they least expect you expect it but when you need them the most I'm I'm full ready one day to bite into a sandwich and boom, there's a Sekirei DVD. <laughs> like, okay, the one thing you need to take solace in is like I I'm not the kind of person who will put DVDs in game cases, and I won't put games in DVD cases. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, because the moment I do that, that would just be like, weird. <laughs> at that point, that would be weird. <laughs> I, I can understand me being a lazy fuck and just like you know swapping things but like 
you know, you, you got to separate, like, it's an American thing. You got to separate your peas from your mashed potatoes. And if you, if, if, if so much any of the molecules touch, then there will be hell to pay. That Actually, is... that's a weird thing. There's, that's just a thing that happens with some people. And I don't understand it. You just reminded me that I need to make, like, now that, <clears throat> now that you're saying, like, mashed potatoes and peas, you just reminded me I need to make my mom's paprika stew now that I'm feeling it like this uh, uh it is so good that actually sounds pretty damn good it, it's uh, like this little uh, like uh, diced bacon sliced um what do you call it? cocktail sausages and then like uh just like a big broth of paprika and uh <clears throat> oh no sorry my my mic isn't low it's me who can't really talk much louder than this <laughs> um, maybe I can beef it up a little bit. Or, um, and then like some uh, some peas and that and shit. It is so fucking good and so savory. And when you make a portion, you have like fucking food for like a month. Honestly, that sounds really close to like the um, like when I was when I was a really really little kid when we couldn't like afford much my mom would make like a spam stew where it was basically all of that what you what you mentioned uh they just added like little like cubes of spam and they omitted the peas but it's basically exactly what you mentioned and that just made me feel really comfy and like I want some now the, the, that's the best like the the best food is the one that like reminds you of of home <laughs> Yeah, it it doesn't even have to be like the most healthy or the most fancy, but it's like you you take a bite of it and you just you feel good. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I, uh, yeah, sure. It's probably the worst, but you ain't gonna stop me from eating it. I don't Fuck. ever think I've had spam. It's just it, it. All it is is just reconstituted ham. It is. It is nothing special. It is. It is just. Um, it, it's it's just a really cheap meat. But again, when you can, when you can, that's all you can afford. You just learn to love the, t- just learn to love the taste of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, then you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> exactly. Man, Rise is more white than he usually is. He looks like a go. He just mentioned that he's sick. Rise, are you on the internet? You always have. Sp- <laughs> I hate how he's right. Uh, y- you know how it is. Like my favorite things to eat when when playing fighting games, it's spam and button mashed potatoes. Oh, <laughs> and 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 then you you add the salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when I get the salt, it's the best. Usually for me. <laughs> uh but yeah. Um, hi everybody. Uh, we had a uh. Do we have any topics this week? Cause like that, that was like my majority of of my last week. What happened with you? Uh, I don't actually know. Like I, I a lot of uh, uh, like ever since our last podcast, the Discord has just exploded with like talk and trashing of NFTs, which I'm all here for. But I don't want this to turn into like a one trick pony for mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I don't think we should maybe like talk about that uh, much more. But um, as for what I've been up to, um, 
Saturday there was like a Christmas party with my old place of work, which was really nice. Uh, it was a little awkward because no one really like knew like how are we gonna deal with Lesser because he's technically not employed, but we all want him back and we all assume he's gonna come back, you know, soon. So there was like this whole thing of like, do we talk to him like he's not a part of the company anymore? Or do we talk to him as if he is? And all this stuff. So there was just like a whole like awkward thing there. And I got this like have you? I don't know if you ever tried this, but have you ever tried where you, uh, where you get drunk, mm-hmm. and like you can tell in your body that you're drunk, but your head is completely lucid. Like you're one hundred percent like aware. And in control, but your body is like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm slinging from left to right. Uh, see, that was me for like the first part of like when I had that really big bender. I, I think you remember it was like the the day after. It was like the day where I like failed my like driving test when I tried to like, okay, what if I'm going to just intentionally get hammered and see where that takes me? And like for the first. I want to say like 10 minutes I've experienced that where like my, I wasn't feeling it in my head just yet, but like I try to take a step forward and I think I double back on my knee <laughs> and fall on my face. I and do I'm remember like, huh. that at one point you were just on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was on the floor at some point. I'm glad I don't see. I don't, I don't remember what caused me to like want to call you guys about that. Because that's not usually something I did, but I guess, like, drunk me was like, oh, no, I gotta do, no, I need someone to hold me accountable. I need someone to watch this in case I do something stupid. I remember you wanted me to record it, which I tried to do, but I was recording the wrong audio line, so I got nothing of it. I'm kind of glad you did, because, like, oh, God, that was bad, but I'm glad you did. That is some of the most uncomfortable I've ever been. I'll be 100% straight with you. (laughs) I'm never doing that ever again. <laughs> Please <was> don't. <laughs> well, I've I decided not to get drunk anymore because nothing. Okay, so I, I I guess this is gonna be a little personal, but like, uh, I can't understand the mindset behind things like smoking and drinking. Cause like like maybe getting high, but I've never had a chance to be high before, uh, before going to the hospital or like being pranked apparently. But like, I don't see what you get out of it. Cause like when you're drunk, you just feel bad all the time, and you can't move. And I'm like, what's why do people do this? And I can't really understand. I will say that for me, like I uh, I only drink stuff that I like. Like I, mm-hmm. I, there's there's this weird thing people say that there's no one who actually enjoys the taste of beers. I do. Uh, plus, like me and my dad, uh, <clears throat> it sounds weird to say, but my dad got me into drinking. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's like, um, he 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 got me into like mini breweries of beer, and so he's like, oh, you need to try this one, and so like we we will often sit down and we will enjoy. A, a beer together from this little nowhere brewery and we'll like discuss like oh how is this tasting and then we'll find another one and we will compare those and then that escalated into uh, onto gin 
and and we do the same thing there. And I honestly think like that's nice. It, like my my dad is a very active person. He's very like he the man is pushing sixty and he's running a marathon damn near every day. And I'm not mm-hmm. even exaggerating. Um, so Chad. We, he's a fucking ultra Chad. They have a, a, okay. Real quick aside, uh, I was at the um, the club that he he runs with um, to do some work for them. Like they had wanted a, a video recorded of of their uh, of of like their club, and so I was talking with them and they, and my dad and I look like one to one almost. So uh, obviously the topic ends up on my dad and they they have apparently like made a fucking legend about him because one day he, he lives rather close to this club. One day he showed up hung the fuck over in like normal clothes and just said I'm the, I'm not really feeling running this today's marathon. And they're like, ah, you can you can come out, uh, along onto like the next post. Like apparently they have some posts they have to get to, and so he did, and he kept on running. And again, n- not in any running shoes or clothes or anything. Hung the fuck over. Like they've never <laughs> seen him as badly hung over as this. And he not only finishes the entire marathon, but he's the fifth best of everyone there. So he he's gone down into fucking legends at that club. But anyway. <laughs> so, my my dad is 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 very much a chat, and I'm this. <laughs> so uh, we don't really have a lot of things to like in common. Um, he's trying his very best, and I love him for it to try and um, understand like the graphic design stuff I do, and he's always cheering me on every time that I I get to use it in in like any sort of job context. Uh, and has been really uh, supportive of it, but ultimately, we, like we don't have a lot, so we we will uh, we will have these beer and gin things where we're like, oh, have you tried this? Like, I'll go out and buy a new gin, I'll taste it, and then I'll write him, oh, this will be go good with this or something like that. Um, but also, like, I just like um, getting drunk for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. One. Uh, was when uh, this again? Now it's my turn to be personal. When me and my ex broke up, I uh, I was drinking almost every night. Like it wasn't like drinking myself into a stupor, but you know, I would get a boss on. I would pour some whiskey and some coke, and then I would sit with that almost every night. Mm-hmm. And that was just because if I was a hundred percent lucid, I would start thinking about this thing, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that. Um. I didn't realize later that 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 is the bad thing to do, and I uh, and and I uh, like discarded that. But uh, the other reason is that um, when I get drunk, I get very uh, loving. Like I'm, I'm I'm typically a person with a lot of love, a lot, a lot of care for for people. Um, even though like most people know me as Ryzo who just screams and shit talks everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am like, I like to think that I am a person with a lot of love to give and a lot of care for other people. Uh, that sometimes doesn't really come out when I'm sober, but when I'm drunk, all those inhibitions are gone and I will tell fucking everyone that I think they are the coolest person ever, that I love them, that they mean a lot to me, yada fucking yada. 
And it it, it's, it it like to some people that might sound a little cringe, but afterwards I'm always just like, man, I'm feeling so glad that I got to tell this person how amazing I think they are. Oh, it's also kind of sweet in a way, but at the same time, it's like, wow. I I think like, there's I guess there's something about like being so hammered, you kind of like drop all your inhibitions and you just say what's on your mind. Because I guess that's like a thing, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best not to get that fucking far. I I I I think also, and I'm basing this off of nothing, but I also think that I'm a little more shy than you are. So, like, if I'm at a, a bar or something and I wanna like talk to strangers or something, obviously it's something that I've gotten better at with age, but it doesn't hurt that I got a little buzz on because then it's like, hey, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like. I'm 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 thinking about like because I'm on a high when I'm like all this loving and shit. So I'm I'm thinking only about all the shit that I've accomplished and not at all. And when I'm sober, it's all about like the stuff that I haven't accomplished. And then you start doubting yourself and like, ah! so <clears throat> so when I uh, <clears throat> when I drink, I I I get to yeah, like fr- throw the riser persona on almost, and then be like, what's good. Um. Uh, actually, well, first off, that's like. Well, well, first thing I want to say, I was gonna actually like go back and talk about like my vacation because I, I think that was like the last time I drank like recently. But like, I think it's re- it's something very um. Like fortunate that you have like this persona to like fall back on. Oh yeah, because like like even though like you kind of spend so much time as this as like riser doing things, when you actually have to bring it out for like a social situation, you can kind of be like, "Oh man, this this ain't me. That's just me when I'm drunk." And it's kind of you can just do it, you know. It feels yeah, good. I I've, I think I brought it up in in the podcast before, but uh, <clears throat> my family is still talking about when I did the speech for my sister's wedding. Uh, and there was like a lot of good speeches at that wedding, but everyone keeps talking about mine because it apparently just was the best. And at that moment, I was just like showing up, put on the rise of persona. And w- once you put on the rise of persona, you're not afraid of like any public speaking in any sort of way. So I was like moving around. I was talking instead of, you know, like the typical thing where you stand there with your cue cards and go. And then I think that Jimmy is a very cool next cue cut cool guy like that, that, that that's not me i'm like i i actively made an effort to to throw away my cue cards and then go like i wrote all these things but i can tell i'm not gonna need them because i'm gonna uh, talk to you guys straight from the heart and everyone was like yeah so. that's how you get them you gotta be like you gotta be genuine you gotta just say what's on your mind without like being without this formal bullshit yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I was at a job interview today, and like, I'm not the person who who prepares for these things. It's the same thing with like school presentations. I will prepare a little, but I won't have like a straight structure because I feel like if you have like, oh, I need to say this, I need to say that, I need to do this, I need to do that, then you're kind of like stressing yourself out. Like, oh my god, I I need to I need to hurry up because I, if I don't hurry up, I won't get to say this thing. So I'm like, so when I'm doing these presentations, maybe like uh, for for my exams, for example, I would have like a little like PowerPoint presentation, and I will have a loose idea of what to talk about when, and then I will just like speak 
freely and like joke around and stuff. And that's what got me an A. So I guess there's something to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, like I, it also kind of like falls back to your videos when you do shit like that. Cause it's just, I think that like genuineness and that like, with that, like talking without filter kind of like makes your point a lot more solid where you just say it so clearly and shit like that. I definitely feel like I could do it more. But. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do like plenty at the moment right now. Like you've already, you've hit like 10k, and that's like no small feat. No matter how long it like took, it's still a lot. Thank you. <laughs> In a way, you like um, you kind of you kind of so used to public speaking, you just speak to like thousands of people all the fucking time. Like depending on like all, if you put all your views together, it's still a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. <laughs> you, you you were speaking about the last time you got drunk. Well, I didn't get drunk, but like the last time I had a drink was like on the last day of my vacation during the whole shit with like American Airlines. Because oh. when I got told my shit got canceled, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a drink. Let's see where that goes from there, because I'm not feeling so hot. And uh. I usually, like, drink, like, three things. Uh, I drink, like, hot sake, red wine, uh, and gin and tonic. You're such and I'm a like, weeb. I am such a fucking weeb. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the hot sake is just because I'm a fucking weeb. The, uh, I, 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 I shouldn't touch it. I got a, I got a bottle of sake that I've unopened in my, in my bar, so... <laughs> <laughs> But, like, uh, this is the first time I'm like, okay, you know what, like, I'm, I'm just gonna try a cocktail, because, like, I, I remember liking the taste of Curacao, and I'm like, okay, I'll just have something, I'll just grab whatever has Curacao on it on their menu. And I grab it, it's, like, the most ass-fucking thing I ever had in my life. And that kind of, like, got me... I feel like if I, if, if it tasted good, I would have gotten hammered that night, and I probably wouldn't have made my call. So I think it was, like, a cosmic good thing <laughs> that that one cocktail tastes like fucking ass and i didn't get drunk and i stayed lucid because I, I feel like if i was if i was hammered and i got that like a mer- that miracle flight or like hey if you can make it to the if you can make it to the airport in like two hours you can get there i definitely would have just left my like shoes in arizona didn't and just you gone with shoes it. in arizona i almost did i got to i got as far as like uh the end of the hallway until i realized Wow, my f- wow! This why did my shoes feel weird? And looked down like, oh, that's because they're not on. And I went back to get it. <laughs> well, no, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, no. I feel like I feel like that. Um, if I, I, I don't know. Like I, ever since like that one experience where I got like super goddamn hammered, I feel like I don't th- I don't enjoy being drunk, or like alcohol as much anymore. Because I like being lucid. I like being able to do shit. I'm not very... Despite despite what you may think, I am actually a very shy individual. But at the same time, I have a lot of people who like either come up to me or like I have to be the responsible one. So I kind of just like... They're what you gotta fucking do. But uh, I don't really need alcohol for it. Although like I, I, I say that... But then again, I've probably never been in a situation where I like I if I was a little buzzed, <coughs> I could probably make more friends. 
but at the same time, I'm not looking, so it's a cat 22. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> when you say gin and coke, my mind went to a different place. You have to put them on a fake sense of security, and that's how, that's how you shove the fork in their eyes. That That is how you make a memorable wedding. It's like, I love you, you mean the world to me, and then stab! <laughs> glory. Sweet glory. <laughs> Rosa, you tried Kinobi Kyotogen. Uh, I think so? Gotta, hold on, I gotta look that one up. I uh, I remember uh, my uh, my friend Alice will constantly tease me about this. I was at a um, uh, oh no, that one I haven't tried. I, I I remember I've tried like a like an Asian Japanese one, but I haven't tried this one. But yeah, I remember I was at a uh, digital gin tasting event where it was actually pretty smart. The way that they would do it, it was that they would send you a box of different small bottles of gin and then all you had to make sure of was that you had like the tonics and the garnish and all this stuff um and so like they would put on a live stream and then you would like listen into this live stream and they would like talk about these smaller breweries and the like, history of gin and all this stuff you know like make a presentation about it and then um the the entire point of uh of these the sizes of these bottles were they were meant for two i was mm-hmm. alone oh no and I, I i i tend to like my gin a little on the the stronger side in so i don't put as much tonic in as other people normally do um so uh, i got fucked up i got bet. real bad fucked up uh, and so I, I originally had like this plan, and it was that this was even before like I got drunk, because I remember this was right after the Maiden Abyss uh, video. Oh boy! So I was like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna go online, I'm gonna fire up a live stream, and I wanna just talk to these fucking cunts in my comment section. <laughs> I would put out an open invite for people to get in here and then they can catch these hands and we can like (laughs) talk about what I've said and what I haven't said. Um, That didn't happen because at one point I I was in a call with Alice and Zach. At one point I was like, yeah, I'll be right back. I need to hit the bathroom. And then I went to the bathroom and then I was like, well, oh, the floor is so warm. And then I laid on the floor then I vomited and then I passed out. Then I was laying on that floor for like two hours. <laughs> and then I came back, turned off the microphone and camera, and then I went to bed. And then I woke up like five hours later. I'm like, so that happened. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Zach and I were left alone awkwardly for like an hour going so how about that weather yeah cause, they, cause th- those two cunts came in exclusively just to like laugh at me as I got more and more shit faced uh, <laughs> something about like floors being warm and being plastered just go hand in hand you don't realize how light, nice, and comforting the floor is until you're fucking wasted out of your mind. 
I remember, like, legit, as a kid, if I was, like, sick, one of my favorite things to do was to grab two dry towels, and one I would roll into, like, a little pillow, and uh, and then I would drape the other uh, towel over me, and I would legit go and take a nap on the bathroom floor, and, like, this was at the age of five or six or something. Right, right, right. My mom would kick my ass for that. They're like, no, you're fucking up your back. <laughs> Go to bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, speaking of, like, that whole thing about being sick, I, I wanted to circle back uh, on that a little bit because you mentioned how um, you had uh, the Destroyer of Worlds, uh, the little dog. Uh, who, yeah, who 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 is also brave. So I used to have like this little dog, and those of you who watched my my real old videos, like season one and stuff, he was in those. He was a little dwarf schnauzer. His name was Oscar. Oh, um, Oscar. And and he was again like a dwarf schnauzer. So he was like tiny, and he did not know that he was tiny. <laughs> and so, like, he he was very protective. I remember, like, whenever I was sick or anyone in the house was sick, he uh, he would come in, and he would lay at the foot of the door on 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 your side of the room. So, like, if anyone had to go into the room, they would have to pass by him. So, oh. uh, so obviously, like, no one was really you know scared of him because he's a little shit. Um, but like it was just like his way of protecting anyone because in case like he knew that oh my owner is weak so in case anyone comes I'm gonna scare them away and luckily no one ever came but uh, he would do this with everyone whenever they were sick every every time without fail he would go and he would lay at the foot of the door and protect uh, which was adorable as shit but like I said, he had no idea how tiny he was. So uh, when I lived with my parents, when we had um, when we had uh, the dog, we uh, we we lived near the ocean, near the beach. And so whenever I would go with him for a walk, I would typically walk down to the beach and like walk along the the the, the water. And uh, there was a lot of seagulls, and. The funniest thing is that uh, apparently Oscar just hated these fucking seagulls. And he would bark at them and growl at them and chase them around. Uh, probably, like, maybe, maybe for, you know, just to play with them or something. But I remember one time where I had him on a leash and he just, like, chased this fucking seagull. Oh, and man. This, and, and this seagull got enough of my dog shit. And it fucking, like... I, I I just see how this thing is, like, going over him and, like, covering him with, with its uh, wings. And then all of a sudden, I just start seeing these, uh, this little bowl of feathers go upwards. Huh. And my dog is in that ball of feathers. This oh, fucking no. seagull is flying away with my fucking dog! You fucker! 
Luckily, no! he, he's on a leash. So I'm like running over there. And like the moment I can tell, okay, I'm, I'm enough under it. I, you know, yoink at, at the, uh, at the leash and I grab the, I grab my dog and we're like, yeah, okay, you're never going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, seagulls are assholes! Yeah, fuck them. I miss Rise of Season 1 room. It's small, but I had a good vibe from it. I fucking hated recording in there. Because every time, like... uh, What was that? I was just going to say bitch-ass sky tilapia. Go ahead. Bitch-ass sky tilapia? (laughs) What is that? That's what a seagull is. A Uh, bitch-ass sky tilapia. Okay. <laughs> Man, I fucking hated recording in that room. It was like what you saw in the video is essentially how big that room was. It was so small that I could lean back in my chair, fall over, and I would land in my bed. And that would be like basically what I had in there. Um also just because like every time that I had to record I had to make my bed and who the fuck actually makes their bed except for psychopaths do you make your bed um only when i'm in a really good mood i only do it if i have like company over but other than that 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 fucking duvet is gonna stay exactly where i left it when i stepped out of bed that morning i'm like who gives a fuck like if I've like cleaned my sheets, like they're like like halfway through the month, I'll make my bed to keep it nice and clean. But after a while, like it kind of just deforms back into the nest. <laughs> back to it. I make my bed before taking a shower so I can lay down. <laughs> and now it's clear why Cloudy discases our suggestion and Riser, who actually makes their bed, are friends. Animals, both of you. Do you okay? Do you have any like habits in in like your day to day life where you are f- like where, where where you can go? Okay, maybe this isn't like the smartest thing in the world. Uh, I like briefly touched upon it, but like there are days when like if I can't sleep immediately. My body kind of, like, convulses. It, this was a really bad problem, where, like, uh, in the mornings, I would wake off, wake up off my bed because I would just fall out of it all the time. To the point where, like, the impact from the floor doesn't even bother me anymore. What the fuck? That was, like... It's a little better. My body's done a different thing now. So I always make sure, like, my bed is facing a wall. And when I'm, like... When I'm sleeping and tossing and turning, I kind of, like, devolve into this thing I call the nest. Which is just this pile of blankets and pillows in a giant fucking bundle. And I'm kind of like in the middle of it. And somehow I can sleep well in that. And I don't think that's particularly healthy, but that's something my body does. So, yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I remember my uh, my best friend. Love him to bits. He's a fucking idiot sometimes. Yeah. Um, he, um, <clears throat> uh, he, uh, he used to... Like, before he would go to bed, he would put on deodorant. And I'm like, fucking why? 
you you shower in the morning and 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 that's what you're supposed to fuck that no i refuse <laughs> to believe it like what any it fuck clo- it clocks the pause so you don't I, sweat on your clothes so you don't sweat on your bed that's what it's for like i, I okay maybe i'm the fucking crazy one because what i do is i wake up i take a shower and then i put on the anti sweat thingy Anti-perspirant. And, yeah, perspirant. Okay, that's how you say it. And then I put on cologne. And and that way, I, when I walk out, I smell nice. But why, like, why would you put the fucking smell nice thing on when you go to bed and you sweat and then you go take a shower afterwards? Then you only smell good while you're in bed. Well, like... The, the deodorant is is like is what it is. They kind of just use it for the anti-respiratory. They don't put cologne in bed. It's just you only put it on so you don't sweat in your sheets, which I can kind of understand. I, I uh, guess. Again, like I'm all, I'm also like a I'm also like a night shower person. I used because to be that's it. just kind of how I grew up. Where it's like you like you, you like put on you you put on your shampoo, your conditioner, your soap. You you you, you fucking. Go to bed, squeaky ass clean and dry, and the sheets are good. And then after a while, it's just like, bleh. Hey, Cloudy, like why don't you tell of... me a little bit more about uh, using conditioner and shampoo? Tell me a little more about that. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, bro. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I only recently understood that, like, guys can have, like, a cleansing routine. And I'm still oh. trying to find one for myself because I'm a fucking mess. Oh, I, I, I'm fully like, I'm, I'm fully in there. If you wanna use like cleanliness products or anything like that on, on yourself, I'm, I'm very much of a thing like, hey, smell good, king. But it, 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 it was more like a joke about the whole thing of like, like me, like why would I ever use shampoo? I don't have any hair to put it in. Oh yeah, I forgot. But <laughs> so, okay, listen. Uh, there, there are times where my brain makes the disconnect that you're bald <laughs> by choice. So I kind of just forget that's a thing. Oh, it's not, it's not by choice. Oh, well, it's uh, a little bit by choice. So, yeah. at the age of 15 or something, I started losing my hair. And I got, like, these really high temples. And so, if I had, um, if I had long hair... Then there would just be like this part of my temples where like there was nothing, so it looked like trash. And so I started like just busting it down and, and shaving my head. So and, and since then it has only gotten worse. So it still grows, but very, very slowly, and then I just trim it down. So yeah, I would basically look like Vegeta, and I'm not even fucking kidding. That fucking W in my fucking forehead was tragic, bro. Oh man, you had like a multiple widow's peaks. I am sorry. I remember I used to take the maddest piss on my math teacher because he was like he was a very old school teacher. So he would like every time that we uh, I would show up for class and we would have him in the morning. He would give me shit because I was the type of guy I would never do my hair in the morning because I like you I would go. 
and to shower in the evening so I wouldn't shower in the morning uh, because like the time I uh, saved on not doing my hair was time I could spend in bed like that was how I was wired so I would always show up with the worst bed hair and so he would constantly just tell me let's say I'm not gonna have a fucking class with you before you do something about your hair so he would send me to the bathroom so, so I could like adjust it and so that would happen again and again and again and so one day I finally decided it was time for me to shave my head and so I did that and I wore a cap the next day and at this point it had become such a normal thing for my math teacher that he didn't even have to look he would just go let's go and fix your fucking hair and so this time I was like oh boss man I already did and I pulled off my cap to reveal my bald head and you can fucking tell this man is shitting his entire fucking ass. Because cause in his mind, he's going, did I seriously tease this fucking kid to the point where he had a nervous breakdown and shaved his entire goddamn head? Oh. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... It's like morbid, but in a in a kind of funny way, because it's like it was entirely your choice. Like you know what, fuck it, I don't care. I don't need this shit anymore. Like this is, yeah. this is it'll just make my life so much easier. And then you come into class and he's like, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm uh there there are uh, there are um times where I, like wish I could grow some hair just because like whenever i see someone with a really cool haircut or something i'm like oh, god damn i really want that but uh, like at this point i just like embrace the fact that i'm bald and i'll be bald until the day i die i mean you look really fucking good though let's be real here <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> by the way when you shower oh sorry did you have anything no no, no i'm just i was about to read that you go ahead you okay. get to it by the way when you shower where do you start? Because apparently, I'm on the minority of those who starts from the head when most people start from, uh, from the genitals, which is the dumbest thing ever. You're practically rubbing your balls all over your body. Um, you know, Bunny, I have the same mindset. What the fuck? I'm, 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 I'm the same. Like, I go in there, I get wet, you know, like, take some time just to enjoy the warm water. Wash my my limbs, my legs, and all this stuff. My uh, my neck. Then I start adding uh, the <laughs> the thing that I love that we men have. Like we have that that shampoo that is like ten things in one. Like it's for your <laughs> ass crack, it's for your hair, it's for your eyebrows. You can put it on your cornflakes. You can start a car with it. It can fucking do anything. <laughs> and then I add that to head and armpits and 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 crutch, and then. Like, the crunch is always the last thing. Yeah. You you like you wanna like I guess we're like I guess we're just talking about bathing habits here. Everybody remember to wash your fucking nuts. But like, it, it's kind of just like you do your head. Then you do. Well, I do shampoo first, then soap, then like scrub everything down as hard as I can. Then like I rinse everything off, and then I do then I do conditioner. Then, like, whatever else I need to do, like, shaving, I guess, if I'm doing it that time. But even then, it's like, remember to wash your nuts, the title of this podcast episode, I'm calling it. Okay. Uh, probably not. 
We already, we already had one nut-related like, oh, yeah, title fuck, last week. We, we did. Uh, we, we should probably also be careful about that, because I don't think the algorithm likes it. Well, I uh, like it. I thought it was funny. Okay, so... Uh, oh, yeah, I loved it, too. So, about the old shower thing. Um, in, in America, or at least in your school, did you have, like, uh, swimming classes as a... Um, as, like, a part of of your your class schedule actually no so like this this okay this is weird because we so so i live in massachusetts uh big it's like a it's a it's a cold place sometimes you think massachusetts schools are rich enough to a full approach well aside from well actually no we should be we have like the best colleges and universities in america but besides that shit um, the elementary school I went to actually did have a pool, but they, like, forbade anybody from going into it to the point where they actually, like, locked off the- they actually, like, built around where the doors would be with, art with like, drywall, so nobody could get into the pool, and they kind of just used it as, like, a makeshift storage area. So, huh. like, I think there's, like, some sort of, like, um law thing lawsuit thing going on where like we don't want kids swimming in schools otherwise like they could drown or get hurt and then that's a lawsuit against the school so no we don't have swimming classes at least in like my area okay but uh we we used to <clears throat> and um my uh swimming instructor or teacher whatever you want to call it uh, he was a former like elite military guy Okay. Like he he was he was a fucking author, and to be, to his credit, he he was really like he understood how to like give information and teach people, um, like you know for example when you're shivering because you're cold, mm-hmm. he 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 taught us this trick and it's fucking weird, but he taught us this trick to deal with that like when we were, we you know so obviously you go take a shower and then you hit the pool. That's, uh, so we we would obviously be wet, and before we had to go into the uh, into the water, we would sit and and wait for everyone to get ready. So obviously you would sit there and you would get cold, and um, and so he was just like, if you're shivering like this, then like literally just relax. You're you're feeling cold because you're shivering, so stop shivering and you won't feel cold. It was like this <laughs> fucking weird thing, like, um. But mind over matter bullshit, I get it. Yeah, and it fucking worked. That was the weirdest thing. But the reason why I want to bring him up is because we, um, me and my best friend at the time, we had this thing where uh, we would always be the last people. And again, this was at a very, very, very young age. Mm-hmm. We would be the last ones out of the shower because, I don't know, we sucked at drying ourselves off with a towel. Like... You know, like, when you're a little fucking poo baby bitch, it's even a fucking wonder when you can, like, close one eye and not the other. Like, mm-hmm. your, motor sk- your motor skills leave a lot to be desired. And so, yeah. this guy comes in, and he's like, so the way that you wash, uh, so the way you dry your ass with a towel is that you hold out the towel behind you, like, and you spread out your arms, and then you just shake your hips from side to side. So... Like and that way, that way you 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 dry your ass, and so we would do that. And I was like, okay, I guess it works. Mm. I and and I'm not making this fucking shit up. 
a year later, the man gets arrested for pedophilia. I remember, um, I was about to, like, say that's a bit kind of sus. Instructing kids on how to, like, you know, wash themselves. Like, like uh, it, it was 100%, like, um, like, normal, at the time at least, for a teacher to go, uh, like, uh, of the same gender, to go into the, the shower rooms to make sure that everyone is getting showered, everyone is... Is like no one is beating up on a kid or anything, um, and so that was like the most normal thing. Uh, but like looking back in hindsight, you can absolutely tell like this dude had some fucking ulterior motives for having us dry our backsides like that. So like uh, I think that I didn't want to bring it up, but that's kind of like the other reason why we don't have child swimming classes. Anymore, so oof. too 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 much opportunity for that kind of shit. Yeah, I I I realize like uh, I I can tell like this is one of those uh, podcasts where we're just gonna go all over the fucking place. Did I ever tell you about the time where I found out that my friend, uh, friend's mother was a prostitute? I don't think you've told me this story before. Okay, because it's fucking funny. So in in my class at that uh, at that school, the same school with the pedo guy, mm-hmm. uh, we were three people in my class called Lesser, which is actually <laughs> where my uh, nickname Riser comes from because uh, I uh, we had to find nicknames to uh, differentiate between these three Lessers. So there, uh, so there was uh, lesser A, lesser J, and lesser R, which was me. And then, like that became like uh, I ended up being called uh, Rice Cake, uh, Rice Cake, because uh, my last name uh, Ries is the way that we say rice in, in Danish. And so it be, it was like the Danish rice cake, and then it turned into English rice cake. And then during one time in class where uh, my uh, one of my friends had to address me uh, for something, and we were we had to speak English. He was about to call me rice cake, and then he kind of fucked it up. So like rice, uh, then we and and it was like everyone in the class just went, "Oh, that sounds good." So like from that, rice, yeah, like, yeah. So it's actually rice, uh, but yeah, then then I changed it a little bit. Anyway, that's a completely <laughs> different story. So I remember. I'm probably 22 years old or something. I've sat down. I'm eating my cornflakes. It's it's summer. The sun is shining. I'm about to head to work, and I'm just like thinking back on on like that time of my life. And uh, I remember uh, my 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 friend Lesser A, who uh, was a really cool guy. And I remember like oh, it was always so weird going home to him because. Uh, his his mom was super fucking chill, but we could never stay over like for longer periods of time. And there were certain certain times where he just would come by my place because we lived somewhat close, uh, completely unannounced. And uh, it was just like okay. Um, and oftentimes, like the mom would come by and she would be like, "Oh yeah, you guys, uh, here's some money. Go get an ice cream, and you can't come back until the big." 
the big arrow points to this and the small arrow points to this on your clocks. Yada fucking yada. And there would always be these t- uh, uh, times where, like, we would see a lot of different dudes at this place. And I always just thought, like, oh, he's very close to his family. Uh, and I remember one time, uh, because he lived pretty close to the school, so one time we went there after class, uh, like, in between classes, and we we went into her bedroom, and she had, like, a water bed, and I remember she had all these cool lightsabers and shit that we would, like, oh, fucking wait. fence with. <laughs> lightsabers right and 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 uh and then uh like i i legit thought that she was like a cop or something because she also had handcuffs and like <laughs> as as i'm thinking this shit again at an age of 22 23 i don't fucking recall i'm eating my cornflakes and the fucking <laughs> spoon just goes oh my fucking god she was a prostitute <laughs> You know, as you go through the story again, this I think you might have told this on like a charity stream, but like I barely recalled it. And then it just you mentioned the lightsaber, and then we're like, oh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So uh, that was fun. <laughs> again, she was she was a fucking lovely person, and so was this other guy. Uh, it 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 was just like it, it was just one of those things where like, huh? Now everything makes sense. <laughs> Don't you love it when everything just falls into place like that? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Simply beautiful. <laughs> God, I... <clears throat> I'm trying to think if I have any stories like that, but no, I... I don't have anything that comes close. Fucking hell. I'm just like... There's like a very beautiful time in the child's life where they see a dildo and it's like, oh my god, it's a lightsaber! Why is it floppy? What's with this weird head on the top? Oh well, it's multicolored! Let's fence! Oh, uh, it, it needs a new crystal or whatever they use in Star Wars. They need a new crystal. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know anything about Star Wars. I, I'm fucking, I, I'm a fucking weirdo like that. I don't care about that shit at all. <laughs> Okay, here's my confession. I have never, I've never cognitively seen a single Star Wars movie. Like, I've, I've seen like parts of every single movie, but I've never seen a single Star Wars to the end, and never like digested what the shit was about. So I have like no attachment to the series at all. I, uh, I know that people. Uh, so. Remember how you and I, we have, like, you have Warhammer people, and I have Smash people, and how yeah. we kind of have some uh, prejudice attached to those people? Oh, yeah, definitely. To, obviously, there are cases that are not bad. Yeah, of course. Um, I have that with Star Wars people as well, oh, which yeah. is that uh, some of these people are fucking crazy. Like, yeah. I, so... I remember watching that. I don't even recall. It's the second one of the new ones, and there's this fucking scene where Finn, I think his name is, which is like uh, that ex stormtrooper guy. He's about oh, yeah. to fly straight into this super beam cannon to uh, because the super beam cannon is about to blow down a door for, to the resistance and so he's going to fly this plane into the beam cannon to save his friends and so 
there's like this moment where he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save them. I'm going to sacrifice myself for them. And like the, the music is going, and then there's some fucking uh, cunt, at least in, so I need to stress, cunt in the movie, the actor probably really nice. And I'm, I'm going to get back to that. She fucking like, what do you, what do you call it in English when you, like when a car, it's T-bones. What, what yeah, you like? Yeah, uh, yeah. T- we hit him like for like ones on the front end, hitting the side. Yeah, that's a T bone. Yeah. Okay. So she flies and T bones Finn, and and thus saves him, I guess. But this, of course, means that the the big death gun thingy here uh, shoots the door down, and the evil empire can then storm the people and and kill a bunch of resistance people. And like as this whole thing is going on. Th- th- this Rose, I think her name is, is like, oh, Finn, I saved you. And she kisses him and he's just like in fucking shells. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? And and it's like, one, how the fuck did you know that he was going to survive that? And two, why? And, it's, and it, uh, it's apparently just because she was in love with the dude. And so this leads to the 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 laser beam exploding and everyone fucking died well a lot of people dying so and and yeah it it was not the smartest move but it's one of those things where you do it in a movie because oh drama apparently the actor who played this character got fucking haunted online oh, like yeah i remember she got basically bullied off of the fucking internet and it was and she the 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 dumbest part is that she was just acting out a role you if you have any beef with what happened you need to go and find the fucking screenwriter or, or the director or something like that um but no like the, she, they she went after fun. like the actor for the dumb shit written in the movie and i'm like yeah no star wars people don't deserve rights at a certain point I'm no real like and 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 I know for a fact that you and I we both like interacted with uh, these people who are like Ray oh. Ren stands or whatever the fuck. Ray Low, I believe, is the term we're thinking of. I, the probably. ones who will like go out of their way to attack people for a fucking ship, which is dumb. That's all it, fucking hell. It, like. <sighs> I I I I do understand why people enjoy Star Wars. I legit do, and I don't think I will ever like discredit anyone for liking it. But it's also one of those things where it's like you gotta understand that it 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 is like how do I, it, it this is not meant to be like a, a an insult or something. It is rather juvenile adventure in the same way that. Indiana Jones is juvenile adventure. It's one of those things where you kind of like turn your brain off and just fucking enjoy the wacky antics, the cool effects, the nice stunts, the the colorful characters. Enjoy all that shit. So, but then when I go, hey, the fuck General Grievous, who is all who is like ninety nine percent robot because apparently he's just been replacing his human components for centuries, and he has a weird cough. Why the fuck did they not just fix his lungs? When I ask that question, don't fucking come at me. It's just like, why is this a thing? Like, that's how my brain operates. And we've already established many times before. Like, it's not necessarily the right way for it to operate. I just can't turn that shit off. 
No, Lasso, you see, like, it makes total sense that the steampunk race have nanomachines in their blood to transform the animal ostrich things. Oh my fucking god. (laughs) I'm just like... Okay, so, I am the kind of person who, like, if you want to invest your time into something juvenile or not, if it brings out a passion and thought-provoking, like, questions for you, that's fine. I always draw the line where you start, like... Going on, like, fucking crusades over some shit that doesn't matter to the people who even made the fucking story themselves. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, um, I can, I can say, cause like, uh, like, uh, the only Star Wars thing I saw to the end was, like, the cartoon series that Gendy Tartakovsky made. You know, the guy who made Samurai Jack. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Clone yeah, Wars. Like he, yeah, that version of the Clone Wars was, like, the coolest fucking shit because that was, like, the only time General Grievous looked scary. I think he, like, on screen kills, like, four Jedi and steals their fucking lightsabers. Yeah, apparently that's like, his okay. entire thing. That is his entire thing. And you don't see shit like that in the movies or in the Clone Wars, like, CG, I think? I don't know. I didn't care for any of that, to be honest with you. Like, that would have been cool. And, like, I wish more sh- cool shit would happen like that. But, uh, when, when you, when you go into Star Wars and you get people so invested that they put the sake of the story and what, and whatever the headcanons they have over, like, people's right to exist, (laughs) I have my big issue with fuck with that. Like, you stop, you, you, like, when you, like, uh, like, the whole thing with, like, the, the, the Rose's actor thing, that whole bullshit that happened. <coughs> like, she didn't deserve any of the bullshit. No matter how much you hated her fucking character, you don't bring that to the actress. That's just, like, common fucking sense. But if you can't, like, separate that from reality, you deserve to be mocked on and shat on, because you're way off, you're way out of line. Hell yeah, Clone Wars was the shit. It was the best thing to come out of Star Wars. There's like three things labeled Clone Wars to my knowledge, so I'm very... So I try to be very careful about it. I don't fucking get it. Again, like... Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna let people... Oh, fuck, what the fuck did I just do? I'm gonna let people enjoy what they want to enjoy, but... Yeah, and I think like I know that I I I started out saying that we're not gonna talk about NFTs, but it kind of like circles into that again. I you, Ooh, you can I want to talk about that. You can enjoy whatever the fuck you want to enjoy. I think that's cool. That's fine. The 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 moment where it gets a little iffy is when you're trying to force that onto me, and mm-hmm. like that that was the case with NFTs. If you like NFTs, if you think they're great. There's an argument to be made about like the whole climate situation thing with it, but like if if that is your prerogative, then you you go right the fuck ahead. But don't get angry at me if I don't like it. Yeah, like like I've been I've been pushing Final Fantasy fourteen to a lot of different people ever since I really got into it. And if you don't like Final Fantasy fourteen, I am like. Fair enough. You, did you give it a shot? You did. I had nothing like, like that's fine. And, and I think that's especially easy for me because hey, one of my favorite things is Metal Gear. That is one of the hardest things in the world to fucking recommend to people. Mm-hmm. 
So like I, I, I never understood this whole thing of like forcing people to like a thing that like even if they make it very clear that they have no interest in it, like oh but you have to and like fuck off. I ain't gotta do fucking shit. This shouldn't be that hard. You know? People are fucking weird. Uh, Ryza, you don't like nice fucking... I love me some nice fucking tits. Uh, Speaking of NFT, I'm just gonna throw it up on on the stream right now. Cloudy, have you seen (laughs) that Jerry June has made a Ryza NFT? Uh, I, I, I said, I saw that he was going to make one. I didn't know it was finished. Yeah, he has, in fact, completed it. And I think that he, um, he hit the nail on the head. Because, <laughs> um, like any NFT, uh, that I have seen, it is the most disgusting, apprehensible thing that I have ever fucking seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> like okay okay but while, while, while you're having your, your fit i i'm i i i think i mentioned it to you before if if mm-hmm. i had the the financial capacity to like make scholarships or something there's a lot of different. Uh, there's there's a few people in in the current relief community. I would love to give that to, just because like I can fucking tell that there is some absolute goddamn passion, love, care, and drive behind these people. And one of those people is Jerry June. He never mm-hmm. fucking disappoints. I am blown away by his art skills again and again. He's made some fucking amazing pieces. Uh, so of me. And so the fact that he can go and he can make something really, really, like, great and then make fucking this. That is fucking rage, my guy. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I guess when you're good at art, it's very easy to make something pretty fucking awful because it's just, like, dialing back what you're good at. That's true. I'm just like... I love that, like, we talked about NFTs last week because, like, it kind of just... Inv- it's like, as soon as we uploaded a podcast, shit just, like, snowballed out of effect. I think it was, like, on that Friday when, like, the uh, the government decided, hey, we're going to start taxing you on these things now and everyone lost their fucking minds. Is it... Okay, so help me out here. Is it not if the NFT in question is worth more than $10,000... That is around the that is around the idea, yeah, but yeah, but essentially, like, even if you do that, you still have to like put it on your taxes. Like, like something happens where you get investigated if it's like ten k, but like you still have to put your NFT on your taxes, even if you pay like a buck for it, because mm. that's still income you're making because it's being traded as an asset. Asset income means like the the government needs to know about that money you're making. It's uh like they're they're still trying to fine tune the rules, but the idea is like if you make over a certain amount on an NFT alone, government's gonna be coming down your door for that for like your money, and you're gonna have to start like saying, like hey, I made this much off my NFT. 
it, like just because like the the doors would open for like the big stuff, going down the line, like people are gonna have gonna have to put this on their taxes, mm. and because it's still income at the end of the day. Yeah, like that's no like if you buy like if you buy an art painting for like a sizable amount of money, you can put that on as like um your uh uh put that down as like an asset for your um uh other things. Uh, God, I I did taxes for like uh for like a, as a job, and I'm forgetting all my words and shit. Point is, uh, this is like the first step to like killing it because if you were just treating NFTs. As like, you know, like what people are saying NFTs are for. Like, I'm I'm like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to sell this for like, hold on to it for a while. Wait for it to grow in value and then sell it off later. Like, the, the, you have no issue. Hmm. The issue comes with, is with like the people who are selling NFTs as like a rug pool scam. Who are just trying to get as much Bitcoin as possible. Selling, like centralize all, the, all these little NFTs. And then, like, then they're, like, you know, running off with the fucking money. Mm. That's where all the, that's where all the fucking, um, scare is. Because all those people making a lot of money off of these fucking digital coins and shit realize they can't put up with this scam anymore. Crazy, ain't it? It, it, like, it, it is still, like, the weirdest fucking thing to, we, 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 <clears throat> we talked about since last time uh, yeah. about like how at its core NFTs just like it, it is so fucking uh, like it doesn't work because like all these people are always putting up on Twitter or something like, hey, you can get this NFT for just so many Ethereum or yada, yada, yada. Um and then they get pissed if you right click them or whatever the fuck. And that's not like that's not a here nor there. But the the fact of the matter is that they do not want you to acquire the image unless like it's through a transaction. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that by them just uploading this image onto Twitter and me seeing it. I have now automatically downloaded it because that is what a cache does on your computer. Every mm-hmm. image that you have ever seen online has at some point been downloaded to your computer. Meaning that every time that you see an NFT, even even these people who are so vehemently against people just right-clicking and saving the images, they too are just downloading the images. So it's it is flawed at its very fucking core, and I think that is fucking hilarious. I think like nothing like proves how idiotic this whole thing is until you like realize that one person who got flagged for like copyright infringement. Oh, that was the funniest shit. That was the funniest fucking shit. Please oh my tell god. The story. So, okay. So, uh uh, I'm actually gonna like go into the wild west and pull this up just because it was so fucking. Oh, it was tasty. So there was this like uh person, uh basically drawing a picture of their like fox person, and oh uh, the person's like an NFT is like oh dear um I'm a, I'm gonna just take this this is so pretty I'm an NFT account you guys like to right click I'll just right click this and you can't do shit about it. 
And then they start posting their art, and like the, the the so this NFT account steals this artist's work, and is like, "Hey, this is my new Fox character. Isn't it great?" And then the original artist just walked, just like slowly walked up to them, went to Twitter, and went like, "Hey, uh, this is copyright infringement," and their shit got taken down like that. It's and the guy's like, like copyright fucking works. <laughs> It's almost like copyright's a thing when you're trying to, like, sell your digital assets. So, and these people are, like, surprise Pikachu face. They have no <laughs> idea what the fuck to do about this. It's like, what the fuck? This is, this is, this is some liberal bullshit. And I'm like, y'all people retarded. Y'all people very stupid. I know what I'm supposed to use the R word, but I'm like, I can't think of a better word. No, How do you think you can get away with this? How are you so goddamn arrogant? Like, it's like that thing you talked about before. It's like, like NFTs inherently don't have a copyright protection on top of that. They do nothing to protect the original artist. And it's like, that's a core problem with NFTs. You can share and copy your NFT because that shit ain't protected. But like, you try to make an NFT out of something that is, that's immediately... Fuck you! You can't do that. Probably doing his best DSP impression right there. <laughs> I don't even know what I did for the DSP impression, but it just came out of me because I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, it, you right click on an image, I, fucked around and found out. Yeah, I, I, I brought it up before, but I, I love how everyone has just been like, dude. If you just go into NFTs, you're going to become a millionaire. It is so fucking easy. It is such a lucrative market. Just buy some NFTs and you're going to become like um, uh, like super rich like that. And I'm just like, you know what? Ever since this whole fucking craze, I think I've seen one person sell like a, a like an NFT for a lot of money. And and he was already a fucking massive artist, like digital artist. I had not seen any increase in rich artists at all and uh, like I, obviously i'm not the fucking like guru of this but i like i do follow a ton of different varying artists around the world mm-hmm. and so it like it's not like it, i'm an unlikely person to hear about these sort of things uh, <laughs> but to move away from NFT, because we did say that we weren't going to talk anymore about it. Uh, Al is asking if, I guess the, the, it's for both of us, if we have seen the League of Legends animated series that is out now. Or have you heard I about haven't, it? I haven't. I have heard about it. Like, I, I have a friend of mine who's actually still really into, like, um, League of Legends, and she wanted to watch it with me as soon as I got a chance. So I might do that this week, and I might have something to talk about. Um... I want to see it. Uh, I've always uh, maintained that the coolest thing about League of Legends is everything that's not the game. <laughs> the characters, like, um, the designs, the cosplays. The, even the fucking music they made. It's like fucking fire. Music, the, the, the music? The music videos attached to them? <laughs> like, the, like the fucking like, music video for... Uh, uh, I forget the name of the song, but you know... Yeah, All-Stars. No, that shit stars. like was pop stars. Pop stars. Sorry, sorry. Listen, <laughs> listen, <nice> listen. <laughs> but like, 
uh, the music video that was fucking revolutionary as shit. Yeah, like yeah, everyone wanted that fucking face mask that that chick wore that like moved like in demon form through the neon. And it was like this is the coolest thing I ever fucking seen. Yeah. So like yeah no like the the animation team for uh, for uh, Riot is insane. I'm super glad. I'm super glad that like they that they're that they're releasing an anime series because you'd think they would have by this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh God. So they're also working on a fighting game, which is what I'm really excited for, obviously. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Because again, I uh, I, I look at, at League of Legends and I've been like hovering my mouse over like the download button several times until I remember it's a MOBA and every muscle in my body just recoils when I think about a MOBA. And also <laughs> I think of the community and then I just want to fucking shoot myself in the mouth. Um so, like, if I can get my fix of League of Legends, but in, in fighting games, then I am fucking primed and ready, because there are some good fucking characters that in, that, in that series that you can put in the fighting game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, real quick. Alice is pointing out we played Smite once. Alice at one point was like, hey, the, the Avatar, the last airbender that came out for Smite. So do you guys want to try it? And so we had one match, counted. One. One match. What? Throughout the entire game. And so we were three people. We were Sebastian, Alice, and I. And then mm-hmm. a team is made out of four, so we had a fourth one. Throughout the entire fucking thing, he was shit talking and coming at me like like I had murdered his dog. He was so fucking angry with me with fucking everything. And again, I have just beaten the tutorial. I don't fucking know how this game is played. And he is <laughs> he is out for fucking blood. I don't think that I like I after that I was like, do any of you guys want to see me live stream me uninstalling this fucking game? Because I was <laughs> I was so fucking angry with it. Like I was doing my best like given, I don't know my nuts from my elbow when it comes to these things, but I was doing my best. <laughs> I was just spamming. If you can't beat the spam, I don't know what to tell you. I was I was just making button mashed potatoes and you had to get salty. Yeah. I already removed all chat from the game a few weeks ago. That's amazing. Why did they do that years ago? I don't know. The rest of us weren't doing much better either. We all sucked. Yeah, we all sucked. But he just saw Crownless King. Fuck this kid. <laughs> he had it out for me specifically. And it was... Fu- like, I was like, hurt. I was like, Jesus. I've been on the receiving end for some fucking flag over my YouTube career, but this was fucking vile. I'm I'm glad I've never played any games like these. Um, I think like my one time, my one experience with like LOL was my brother has to go leave for to like take care of something, and he makes me sit at his computer and do stuff. I have no idea what the fuck to play, so I'm kind of just clicking around doing doing random skills and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my brother comes back and he's like... This like, is the I'm best build I've ever seen in my up. life. <laughs> it was the worst fucking thing he's ever seen. He's like, I was gone for five minutes! What the fuck did you do? And I'm like, I don't know. 
Lol, I don't know. I think it was like diamond or some shit. Uh, oh my god. Ranked... I, ca- I, can't, I can't afford to play shit like this. Like, I do not have the constitution. I do not have the heart, the will to continue living watching this shit go on. I don't thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I, re- I remember I would often have my friend over. Uh, and, and so, like, the, typically the way that it would go is that I would play on my consoles and he would play on the PC. And if I was on the PC, he would play on the consoles. So we would bo- both be playing something and then we would like talk in between each other while we were doing the thing. And we still do that to this day. And so he would play uh, League of Legends. And this was actually at the time where I was living in that little fucking room that we were talking about earlier. And on the other side of that wall is my parents, or oh, my mom instead, that's bedroom. And so my uh, one time... Um, I don't recall who said it or what exactly they said, but my mom uh, sees me the next morning and she just repeats ad nauseum, my life for fire, my life for fire, my life for fire, because that's apparently the thing that the character says whenever you like click him or move him somewhere or something. And she, and so apparently she'd been listening to that all night as my friend was playing this shit. And I obviously hadn't registered it because I was playing my own shit. So uh, she got real angry with me for playing that. And she actually asked us, I'm fine with you playing whatever the fuck else. Just please don't play this shit. <laughs> so even my mom is against League of Legends. It may have been Dota. I'm not sure. I have the will. I've been playing Team Fortress 2 for years. And every lobby in that has guaranteed one extremely sexual furry, one Nazi, one commie, and Pablo Gonzalez 2006 <laughs> who has him voice command button taped down and is emitting a steady stream of static. Yeah, that's pretty accurate from my experience with TF2. I'm fucking... They're not exactly... They're not exactly t- toxic. They're just extreme chaotic. Uh, I, I remember... Um, when the Xbox One first came out. And it, you, it was the, at the time where you had to always have your Connect on. Otherwise, the Xbox would just straight up not work. And oh, that, yeah. I remember that awful business decision. And it wasn't great. And there was a fucking microphone in that. And there were several times where I was jumping online playing Killer Instinct. And you could hear the dude that you were fighting on the other side. And you could hear your game reverb through like his microphone. But you could also hear a fucking baby crying in the background. It's like, <laughs> is it really that important that you ultra me that you can't even go and look? <laughs> that you can't even go and take care of your fucking child? What the fuck? Excuse me. I just got. Ex- no, no, watch me, Johnny Jr. Watch me as I beat this small Danish man. Yeah, that was until I got agonized and I was fucking cleaning house. <laughs> <laughs> oh god bless you man I like him big stone guy he's like Alice and I were talking about this the other day I firmly believe that Killer Instinct as like in terms of presentation like in music and character designs and all this shit is probably one of the best things ever oh yeah there's not yeah. a single fucking character in that game maybe one uh, that is not the f- coolest fucking thing ever. There is not a theme 
in that game that is not the coolest fucking thing ever. Everything about that game is just fucking insane. Like, how the fuck do you come up with the idea that, oh, a rock golem, and he puts down walls so you can't run away from him. But if you do manage to run away from him, he can grab that fucking wall and slap the piss out of you with it. <laughs> Yo, you get you you think you're out of my range? Guess what, bitch? And then it's tripled. Fucking, and then fucking wall. Like, goddamn, that shit was so good. Ar- Argonos is like the coolest heavy character I've seen in any fighting game. He is. I and even like they, so boxes in these kinds of games are typically the most boring fucking thing. But then they make TJ combo with let's be real, the greatest piece of music ever created. I'm back to rise by Omega Sparks playing in the background, and he's just a fucking beast. I I legit believe that I'm back to rise is one of the greatest pieces of music in in video games because it tells the entire story and character. Of TJ Combo in in the sickest, coolest rap that you ever fucking heard. <laughs> it, it it doesn't just combo your opponent, but it combos your soul. Yeah! <laughs> it combos your it. soul. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to like I mean like I should down I should like f- download it and like play a couple rounds just because it's so fun. Just remember uh, that it's only for PC Xbox. You're making... Sorry, what? It's only for PC and Xbox. I have a PC. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) Um, Actually, like, my dad has, like, an Xbox in Puerto Rico, which he brought with him. I should probably download it on that, too. It's actually a pretty good... Oh, yeah, definitely. There's actually a pretty good single play in it now. They, They patched one in... Where it's like you go around on on missions, kind of like XCOM style, where like oh here there's enemies, and then you beat them, and then you get like uh, resources that you can use to upgrade your fighters and shit. It was actually pretty interesting. Ooh, and then it all culminates with you fighting uh, the uh, uh, Gargos at the end, or the Idol Bossman. He was know. he was so fucking cool. Like the he he legit did the fucking aura aura aura, but through <laughs> portals. Oh Jesus! Is that not the coolest fucking thing ever? Like beating your shit from over here. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to even need to approach you. I'm just gonna fucking kill you from over. Here. <laughs> it, imagine if you had that. Like, oh, you're approaching me, psych. Uh, I can't beat your. I can't. I can't kick your ass without getting closer. Funny. I can. I can beat. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. I love it so much. Cloudy. Uh, do we have yeah. any letters today? Uh, yes. Uh, we have. We actually have a lot. Thankfully. Great. Um. But you can send your letters today at webcastrelief at gmail.com so if people want to talk about how the one time they found out that one of their childhood friends mom was actually a prostitute they can do so at webcastrelief at gmail.com yes exactly Mm. (laughs) oh i got like plenty to choose from um okay i'm gonna so 
I'm going to grab the questions from our friend Jerry June, actually. Oh. Uh, they came with up. Yeah. They came with us with three. Oh, okay. So, first one is Mar- Mariah Carey has breached containment. What do you do? Put her- lady who sings. The put lady who in- sings All I Want for Christmas is You. Put her in guilty gear. Buttering. The, for, oh. I, I I don't know why, but people like people made a fucking meme earlier this month about Maria Carey is breaching containment because she's going to show up in Guilty Gear, and people even drew like a, a portrait of her as if she was the next part of the of the season pass roster, and I and <laughs> and, and I get the Guilty Gear is very hard rooted in in music. But fucking Mariah <laughs> Do you really put it past him to put her in, though? Of Daisuke Ishimatari? Fucking no. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would fully believe if anyone could find a way to put Mariah Carey as, like, a fighter in their game, it would be Daisuke Iwatari. I want a heavenly Potemkin bust of Mariah Carey. <laughs> God, like I, I mean, like my 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 answer would have been the boring one and just like you know throw her off the roof. But no, actually, just banishing her into Guilty Gear would be the best fucking thing ever. The, so oh God, I I actually don't have anything against Mariah Carey. I've like uh, it, when it comes to Christmas song, all I want for Christmas is you is not the worst one. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, I think like the one by Bono is the one I hate the most. Which one is that? Do they, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Oh, right, yeah. Oh, uh, that was the one with the fucking, like, the war song or something. Yeah, war, starving kids in Africa, shit like that. I, I, I think my least favorite one, I think it's Paul McCartney who made it. Simply having one of the Christmas time. And, 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 yeah, I, and I fucking hate it because it like if there's one thing that you should always have in music, it's rhythm. And so it's like simply as a one, two, one, two. Happy Christmas time. Like, oh, well, Merry Christmas time. I even think it is. So it's like they just like they have two syllables and they've crammed six syllables into that. It's like, uh, when the fuck? And it just sounds so fucking ass. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, very, it's very fast, very new, very painful. Yeah, um, what is your favorite like, Christmas song, though? Oh, okay, so oh, it, is. It, is, it is actually, uh, ironically enough, it is Mariah Carey, but it's a cover done by the guys who sing Initial D. Okay. Like, so there's a there's a Eurobeat version of all these Christmas songs, and they're the best fucking thing in the world. What? what? Why have I not been aware of this? <laughs> I, I'll send you this after the after the after the stream. This shit's you, amazing. You have to. Oh, I will. Uh, we got it. We got a couple more things. Oh, to uh, real, um, real quick, seeing that you're so interested in what my favorite uh, Christmas song is, "Driving Home for yes. Christmas." I don't think I've heard that one. That one is a fucking banger every time. I don't think they play that one as much in America. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, moving along. 
What was the craziest thing you saw saw out on a trip with friends or at a convention? I haven't been to that many conventions. Uh, I think okay. The craziest thing was when I was working at nondescript video game company, um, a retailer. Uh, they were hosting the Danish Comic Con. And uh, me and a an, another store manager, we're just, you know, perusing the, the different booths, like walking around, just, you know, shooting the shit, just looking at what, what everyone is doing. And then all of a sudden, there's this very cute girl who's like looking at me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm in... I'm in business casual, so you know, blazer tie, um, that that whole thing. Uh, I'm not in any way in my welcome relief getup, and so yeah. I, I I I see her, I smile at her, and I you know continue to look around because there's like a lot to look at, and then I like look back, and she's still staring at me, and I'm like, can can I help you? Because I do have like a, a tag around my neck. That shows that oh I'm I'm technically working here, and she looks at me and she goes, "Are you not on YouTube?" And I go, "Yeah, you're Riser from the webcomic relief." Oh, and I'm just what the fuck. This is the first and only time that I have ever been recognized by a complete stranger for for youtube and so she's like she i'm not even just saying this because like uh that because of the experience she was legit so wholesome so nice she's like immediately oh oh i I used some of your advice because i'm making this comic and it's about this and that and yada yada and and meanwhile i'm as excited as she is because oh my god i got fucking recognized and so like at one point she's like can i take a photo with you and i'm like Sure, and I we get my friend, uh, the other store manager, to take a photo of us, and we are both shaking like leaves because, like, the adrenaline is just going through us. Like, oh my god, she recognized me, and oh, I recognized him. Yeah, the fuck yeah. So we're just standing there with arms around each other, like shaking like crazy. It that is one of, and and even if you ask my former bar, my former colleague about this. He will still say it's one of the nicest uh, experiences he has ever had because there was nothing but love and adoration at that moment, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. That is like the most wholesome fucking story I've ever heard, and I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it has oh. never ha- it, it has never happened since. So she uh, she uh, has a special place in 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 my heart. It, it was she was my first, <laughs> and she she and, oh. and she was legit like super cute. Aw, that's, like, incredibly wholesome. I'm proud of you. You deserve good feelings like that, my man. <laughs> Thanks. How about you? Um, crazy thing I've seen on a trip or on a convention. Uh, at Anime Boston, I ta- I saw two people, like, fucking under the overpass, but that's pretty much it. Okay. I think there were, like, there were like two people in cosplay, so I think they were, like, boyfriend and girlfriend, so good for them. I mean, that's They're, like, fair. the voyeur. Yeah, it's just that's just Boston. Yeah, so it's like I can't really say it's the craziest thing, but it's like, eh. I like uh, uh go on. 
no, go, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I no, didn't my, really have much to say. Um, this wasn't a con, but the, when I was going to Vegas, where I met uh, the lovely Sam, Stacy, and John, um, uh, there was two things about it that I thought was uh, pretty like eventful. One of them was that I found out that the whole joke about Smash players smelling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know where this is going. It's not actually an overstatement. It, oh god! And and like I'm, I'm like you know like when you hear stuff like this, you're obviously going okay. It's 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 a it's a teasing Monica. It's all in good fun. No, actually, if you were around like the Smash mm. booth, you could fucking tell. Um, but the 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 wildest thing was the the time where we we had sat at the food court in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. And uh, I had uh, uh, Stacy chose to to stay behind and and watch our stuff, and so me and my friend we we go up to order our food, and then when we come back, we notice that she's sitting with someone, and so we are immediately yeah. like, "Oh, is this one of her friends?" Because you know, it's Sam and Stacy; they're lovely people. They obviously know a fuck ton of people, um, mm-hmm. but it becomes. Very clear, very fast that she does not know this person and she is not super fond of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, I'm trying to do my best and just trying to get him to focus on me, but it is very, very clear that she uh, that he is only focused on Stacy, who is a very attractive girl. And so oh, boyfriend free girl. Yeah, oh, and yeah. and so he, he's like, "What's your like?" While I was gone, apparently he had asked her, "What's your relationship with that guy?" Like, <laughs> oh, like he he was he was fucking in there. He and, and like it 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 it's tangentially related to the whole smash thing because he was not. In the kindest way possible, he wasn't uh, one of the most attractive people in the world. You know, long, dirty nails. He kind of like little sloppy fat dude. Unkempt hair and beard. Very greasy. Wore a fanny pack. And no, I'm not fucking kidding. And like, okay, I mean, you do you. But <laughs> we did, uh, eventually... We kind of like scared him away, but Stacy and I were just talking at length afterwards about how we should totally just have like pr- pretended that I was her boyfriend just so just so we could get this fucking dude away from her. <laughs> oh, awful, sickeningly awful, and like weirdly depraved. Like, you'd think I, I want to say you'd think like people would have a little more like panache a little more like understanding with shit like this like try not be like a media creeper but like no i guess if you're like just that socially awkward you don't understand how social cues work it's like mm, get the fuck away from me please yeah did i did i tell the story about how i met matt from super best friends at evo mm, no you haven't but i remember well actually no i think you might have to me but i don't know if it was like in public so go ahead I. That that was uh yes I did okay, but then I can't say no. It, it was just like a weird experience. I don't think it was like a very good one, uh because like I I come up to him and I'm like obviously a huge fan. And I'm like hey, um, 
Remember how you talk shit about uh, Gene Simmons' son and how he was mm-hmm. making Incarnate and all that? Yeah, I made a video about that. And so he's like, oh, you're the guy. And I'm like, oh, did you see it? No. I'm like, okay. Oh, you're the guy. Uh, it was just like, and and it, it was like very much like, I, I'm I'm trying to make a, a funny thing about hey you covered this and I also covered the uh, covered this like just a fun just and he just shut it down immediately. Now mm. again, I I totally get that uh, if you meet a lot of fans, obviously it's gonna get tiresome in the length, uh, like in the end because you have to be on all the time. It was just like a very awkward conversation it wasn't as awkward as when i met a fucking what's his name chris g who's a very known fighting a very well-known fighting game player he was just like uh, i was like hey man i'm a big fan can i like get a photo with you yeah and then he just like turns to nothing and throws up the deuces and i'm like uh um Okay, friend, can you go over there where he's facing and take the fucking photo? We're like he, 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 like there was no one there. Um, try was he trying try to do like the heart thumbs up thing? Oh, uh, the fucking uh, just Wong shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I no, he 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 straight up from from the deuces, which I'm actually happy for because I was like I hadn't even thought like what do you do when you take a photo with with like someone you admire. They're like, oh, you just do that. And then I met James Chen, who, if you're into fighting games, he is a fucking legend. He is the nicest person alive. And and I think maybe that hurt my me meeting Matt a little more because, uh, like, I could tell that that James was like in a conversation with people, and so Mm -hmm. I didn't want to bump in. So I was like standing there waiting for them to finish. And at one point he just like looks at me and like he waves me over. I'm like, oh, eh, hey, hey, James Chen. Uh, I'm a huge fan of fighting games. And it's because of your commentary that I have become so engrossed in it. And I would very much like if I could get a photo with you. And like really just. <laughs> and he's like, sure thing, man. And he like swings his arm around me and he's like holding me close. And he like, he's like, oh, is your friend taking a photo? he's like doing a thumbs up to it and he's and afterwards he's like oh I, I noticed you have an accent where are you from oh I'm from Denmark boy you came a long way away is this your first time at Evo like he's asking all these questions like that was the fucking best Oh, <laughs> uh, I that's amazing it's honestly like really wholesome in a way because you can kind of tell the difference between somebody who's like over being a celebrity versus somebody who's just like genuinely a very nice person. Yeah, if if I ever get to meet anyone, like any, and you know me, I hate using the word, but fans, then like that's how I want to be. I want to be like James Chen. I want to have like this conversation. I want to get to know you. Like, what are you about, bro? Tell me about life. <laughs> <laughs> that's very wholesome until somebody tries to like you know, talk about their, how mad they are about made the best. Then you call the police. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it was during that same, uh, um, what was it called? Comic Con, where I met, uh, the, the viewer, uh, where there was a bunch of furries 
was just walking mm. around and I, I don't recall who it was, but I texted some of my friends going, in case you don't hear from me, this is why. And then I posted a picture of them. They're like, oh, okay, so this is like, let's just gonna just get it straight up murdered by these people. <laughs> Someone tries to follow you home one night and looks, locks, looks through your bedroom window with binoculars. That'd be fucking weird because I'm on the third floor if that was the case. That is how you are a bad fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to give to the show. Fuck it. I'm here for the people. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have a good time with the people who seem to like me. Yeah. That's a very wholesome thing to do, honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another question from Jericho. I just started playing Death Stranding, my first Kojima game. Uh, WTF, Kojima? No, seriously, can you guys help me understand what the fuck goes on in Kojima game story? I feel like this needs further reading and context to know what a Kojima game is trying to subvert. Thanks, Jerry. So, like... Uh, like, what's going on in Death Stranding in, in particular, or...? I think he's, like, asking about, like, how to explain, like, Kojima's, like, storytelling style. I've only played Buktai... And even then, things are, like, weird, but I thought that was just because it's anime weird. I couldn't really tell if that was Kojima weird. I haven't even seen Buktai. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, like, you are the you are the resident Kojima expert, so the floor is yours here on this one. The thing about <laughs> Kojima's writing is very much a, um, it is very indicative of him having feelings and thoughts about things and mm -hmm. the uh, the metal gear series in particular came about because kojima is actually deadly afraid of nuclear war and so he just kind of took this fear and put it into a video game so that's why the the main theme about like metal gear like ultimately the game is about a lot of things all the different Metal Gears are about that, but they all have the crux of using super powerful weapons to do bad shit. And that's because that's very rooted in Kojima's fear. Um, he, he's a person who likes to, yeah, and daddy issues. Don't like legit man has daddy issues. Uh, he, I, yeah, I, I can bring something about that in my thing, but you go ahead. Um, when it comes to Death Stranding, uh, it, it it was the first time that he really like got to make something else in his more mature days. Um, oh, well, that was PT, but we don't talk about that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I think at that time, uh, it became evident that Kojima doesn't necessarily just write about what he fears. That was what he used to. Now he does it more about what he's observing. So there's a lot of not very subtle things in Death Stranding that are, is all about the, the way, the things that Kojima has observed the way that the world is going. I mean, like, the man basically um, predicted a terror attack on <laughs> on American soil uh, through the uh, through machine, uh, through um, what, what's it called? Uh, through vehicles. He predicted how the memes are going to control the information flow and all this stuff that we're dealing with today. And he also predicted the uh, like how we live now with the whole courier thing. Uh, but like in 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 Death Stranding, like oh, I call people with this thing with this handcuff that is chained to my wrist, 
which is a not subtle and very obnoxious way of saying, hey, everyone always has their phone on them. It's like they're cuffed <laughs> to their phones. Um, and there's like this whole thing about how with technology, we it's like we are getting closer to each other, but in fact, it's maybe making us push further away from each other. It's like it's it's very much just like a man observing things in the world that he either thinks are great or he thinks that are bad and uh sometimes it is subtle like Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3 sometimes it is as blatant as a sledgehammer to the face which is unfortunately what what happened a lot in 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 Death Stranding um but it's if there's one thing you can say about it is that it's his way of telling stories. It's very mature to a point. And, and then that maturity gets abrupted by the most childish pants on head, stupid shit you've ever fucking seen because he is a man. He's a thinker who likes to deal with, with, with adult topics but he's also a fucking huge nerd. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely, like, uh, agree to that. Uh, it, just, like, a lot of his writings are have this, like, weird valley of... If you put in the thought and try to go on his track, so he thinks about some, like, deep or, like, pretty big existential questions, and then he gets sidetracked by some weird, goofy shit on the side on top of it. Yeah. But then when you think about that goofy shit, it also plays into the themes he was talking about the first time. And then it's like it's it's just it's just a it's like a big whip it's like being whiplashed from right to left for between like deathly serious and deathly stupid. Yeah. And it's a really you gotta enjoy that kind of whiplash to go with it. Um There's also real quick, there's also a thing where the man d- just muses over every little fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, like, oh, uh, do you know why it's called September? Well, Sept comes from... I'm just making this shit up, by the way. It comes from Septumius, which means this, and that's actually related to this. And then, like, with when you think about it like that, it could actually mean this. Like, every little fucking thing he will just muse and think and like just twist and turn it flip it dip it bob it like and attack it and and give so much fucking agency to something that means nothing like in death stranding the network is called the chiral network right Mm -hmm. which sounds cool but chiral is what is, 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 I think it's an Egyptian term for when you put your hands on top of each other, like the palm on your, on the back of your hand and straight, uh, and stick out your thumbs and that, and thus they become like a line. That is what Kyle means. So it's like holding hands and creating a cable between one another. Like that, that is how much dumb fucking retarded shit this man goes into 
You think about Cher really goddamn hard, Kojima. <laughs> Although, I, I can't even be mad. Um, just because, to a point, it's just cool by association when you just, like, have things like that. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's fun. That's, like, the point of, like, a lot of Kojima stuff. You just see this really dumb, cool shit, and he justifies it. You can tell, like, the passion and the excitement behind everything he does. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I wanted to, like, talk about Boktai and my experiences with it, and, like, I haven't played the third game yet, but there is definitely, like, big daddy issues, like, familial line being a really big theme in those games, because you're essentially playing, like, a, uh, like a, like the son of a bounty hunter who hunts vampires, whose only sole heir is this, like, gun that can, that's made, that uses the power of sunlight to defeat, like, evil but, like, the sun is also this very big important thing, because you literally can't do... You can't beat the game without the sun. You need to get outside, get that fresh sunlight onto that fucking cartridge. And if you if you can't get a good spot, I guess you're fucked then. Wait, but then you what? can't beat too much, because then the game overheats. But then that also ties into big, like, fucking, um... Uh, narrative significance, where, like, you become too over-reliant on the gifts that are around you, and you're not being strong in your own right. And then you, and you're, like, fighting with all these themes against, like, the familial ties of, like, your brother who's also from the moon or some shit. And then you have, like, moon vampires to fight, but you find out your mom's also from the moon. And it's fucking weird. It's fucking, I need to, like, I want to sit down... And, like, explain all the little bits of Boktai and my experiences with how Kojima talks about this. Because this is very... It is definitely more on, like, the childish spectrum as far as, like, Kojima games go. Because there's a lot of dumb shit. Like, your mentor figures as a flying talking sunflower. But he does not stray away from, like, really serious topics. And it makes you go, huh. Okay. That that's what Wait, like question, uh, th- like that that's what won him a lot of praise from a lot of people back in the day. Uh, now that that role is kind of being filled with uh, Yokotaro, where he's like, oh, I'm gonna cover these serious things and show some fucked up shit, which I'm all for. I think that's super cool. Um, one can then start asking questions about. How successfully they cover these subjects, but that's that's another thing. Uh, Ryza, what's your opinion on Suda Fifty One? Um, no more heroes. One and two are some of my absolute favorite Wii games of all time. Only being surpassed by Mad World. Go play Mad World. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I played No More Heroes Free, and I didn't like it that much. The mm. How to put it? Suda Fifty One. I I love because there's a. It, I always enjoy when someone makes something that is unapologetically theirs, like uh, Anarchy Dreamers. You cannot sit mm-hmm. anyone else but Emily down to create Anarchy Dreamers. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're not gonna get Anarchy Dreamers. And exactly. you and you can't sit anyone down to make um No More Heroes one and two without Suda fifty one because it because it needs that weird social commentary mixed with pants on head stupid shit. Um 
like and and I always enjoy when you get creators such as Suda Fifty One or Swery or Kojima or even <clears throat> Nagoshi from from Yakuza, where it's like you have this super fucking serious poignant stuff, and then you just give me some fucking dumb shit, and it's not just dumb shit; it is weird it is strange it is fucking oh it is out there dumb shit like mm-hmm. oh in yakuza that is all about organized crime let me have this mini game where girls dress up like bugs and you can get trading cards with them and then you can go into an arena where they just do heat moves on each other and beat the ever-loving tits out of each other like that like that is fucking cool because it it helps kind of juxtapose the seriousness, but that's also why I kind of feel that um, that No More Heroes Free kind of um, fell off. No More Heroes One and Two, which are actually games that I thought about making show and tell videos about, are very much about like this whole thing of like violence and how it affects people both for media and. And all this stuff, as well as coming of age and, and you know, all these things. And then No My Heroes Free is just wacky, 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 wacky. There's not a mm-hmm. single moment, even when it tries to have a, a, a serious moment, it, it just discards it for the sake of lols. And some people play these games for that, and that is fine. It's just not what I want from them. Mm-hmm. I always thought, like, my issue with, um, later Suda games, like, I I loved 1 and 2. I actually had a pretty fun time with uh, Lollipop Chainsaw, honestly, just because the combat was so great. But, like, you can tell from, like, later Suda games, they start, like, he, like, reels back, or whenever he does the pants-on-head stupid shove, it doesn't feel as impactful as, like, the older games. I feel like, over time, he's kind of had to, like, mellow out, and he doesn't really... He can't get to where he was before, you know? Yeah, it, it, it feels like when he has to do the weird shit, he's just doing weird shit for the sake of doing weird shit. Whereas before, it was like funny little gags. Like, No More Heroes, I think, one where you have to fight the old lady who has the fucking gigantic cannon in her shopping cart. And she's mm-hmm. calling you a little prick. Like, that is funny, but it's not something that detracts from her character. She's still an old lady, and you can absolutely understand how she was able to, like, reach the point that she has, because she has this fucking railgun mounted in a shopping cart. Um, uh, and a sick-ass beat uh, to follow. Uh, but then, like, in, in the later games, it just becomes, oh, let's have... Uh, fucking Travis talk with a guy I don't know who uh, about Miki, like that that uh, Japanese director. Let's and in between every mission, let's just have him and his friend talk about Miki movies and which one's the favorite. And then later, let's have him meet Miki. It's like, what does this add? Like, I I totally get that it's. Like, sometimes you, you have this creator who just put in stuff because, oh, I like this thing. Like, oh, uh, Iroquois Pliskin in Metal Gear is because Snake Pliskin from 
escape from New York. Like, oh, it's because he's a fucking nerd. Uh, but that that's like small stuff. When it's like every fucking moment in between missions, you have to get like a two-minute cutscene of Travis and a dude just talking about different Mika movies. It's like, <laughs> you now you're just doing it for the sake of being weird. Yeah, it's it's like... I don't know. If it, it definitely feels phoned in, I think is the term we're trying to go for. It just because like because like when you have weird shit, but it makes sense here. It's just like it's weird for the sake of it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm sued if it five one. I have to put this weird shit in there, which is a bit sad. It's it's more like a it's more like a an animal that's lost its bite. Yeah, I think is like the way we can best describe him. I think I think like the best example for for like when um when Suda's uh, weirdness uh, was was done right, is in No More Heroes when you have to recharge your controller or your, your beam katana. And, and like, Travis is explicitly moving the hilt down to his dick. Because... Looks like he's fucking masturbating. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, oh, the sword pops out like it was his erection. Like, that is funny, and it also relates to the the themes of the game uh, of adulthood. So it's like, ah, it's it's a dumb, weird, wacky thing, but it makes sense. It's not just, oh, and now my cat is turned into a fucking... Uh, gun or something uh, like which I think happens in the third one. I don't recall. Um, and as as Caesar says, and there's probably some truth to that. I think maybe it's because like people have come to expect this kind of weirdness from him, and and the, like he has a reputation for making it weird. So now he kind of has to make it weird to kind of up the ante, and that is you know that is fine. But, like, it doesn't really... I don't know, this sounds like a shit thing to say. It doesn't make it that any more enjoyable. I, like, yeah. I understand it and I can respect it, but, like, uh, uh, it, it wasn't a shitty experience. It just wasn't, like, the best experience. But a shitty experience is still a shitty experience. Um, I forget. Like, like, this, like this is, like, old. Like, um, Killer7 and Killer is Dead. I think that was, that was like, Grasshopper Studio. Did Suda Five One have anything to do with Grasshopper? Or am I mixing? Oh yeah, that that that, that 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 that's like his company. Okay, because uh, like there was a, there's a lot of Grasshopper games that I really loved growing up, and like Killer is Dead, Killer Seven, like they were crazy. I think he, we should probably we could probably like make a dissertation about all this. I think like my favorite game from all of them was this like little game on the DS called Contact, which was really fucking weird, really unintuitive game. But, like, the thing that stood out to me was, like, at the end, where, like, after everything's said and done, like, uh, you're in the credit sequence, and the character you were playing as actually is so fucking pissed off at you. He's like, I, what the fuck was all that? that? Like, yeah, I don't care that we saved the world. You took my agency away from me while you were playing this game. And it gets to the point where, like, he's, like, throwing shit at the screen, trying to fight against you. And, like, the only way you can kind of, like, continue on with the credits is if you, like, beat the shit out of the character. And okay. it kind of, like, doubles down on this whole, like, weird, depressing, uh, fake sort of deal that the whole story was going with. And it's, like, 
the whole game itself is weird, but then you have moments like that where it makes you think it's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? And like Suda and like the and Suda and like his companies and his games, his early you you go back to their backlogs of like games and you'll see moments like this all the fucking time that are just weird, but then they just like fucking like like right crosses you across the face with this like meaning, kind of like Kojima does. Yeah, out of you know, like you don't expect it. But now, because you're expecting it, and he has so much to live up for, like, maybe because he's kind of been typecast into this kind of game director, it's like, it's not, it's never going to feel as good as it did before. No, probably not. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I'm not, I can't even be mad at Suda. It's more like, if you don't got it in you anymore, you don't got it in you anymore, so it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um... A, a real quick thing, and then I think we should close up for today. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know what that sound in the background is, but it's scary. Um, oh, I think oh, I think it's like the garbage truck. I'm sorry. All right. Um, if if you like this kind of weird shit, um, absolutely uh, give "Let It Die" a go. Mm. That is that is also by Grasshopper Manufacturer, and it is a fucking trip. It is free. And for the and for the first ten hours, it is fucking great. <laughs> and then you put the game down and you never touch it again. But in that game, your your go-to body is a Finnish uh, skeleton, the Grim Reaper, who's walking around with a golf club that doubles as a scythe. On a mm-hmm. long on a longboard skateboard, with glasses on, with swirly eyes, who calls you senpai? Senpai. Ah, uh, I love this game so much. And there's the, uh, you can do it, senpai. Yeah, uh, you can do it, senpai. Like he has this weird accent. I fucking love. Um, and he's so fucking up. Uh, he's so fucking like supportive. It's like it's not a, it's not about how many times you die. It's about how many times you try, senpai. Yeah, so oh. yeah, let it die. And it has one of the weirdly best OSTs because it's just like packed full of licensed song, complete with my first story and all these other Japanese bands. And they're fucking like most of them are freaking bangers, and you can listen to them while you're out like killing things. Um, so yeah, if you if you like pseudo stuff uh let it die is very much in 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 the same vein and like play it's free both on pc and playstation so get it get it get it and and then again once you have once you don't have fun with it anymore that means it's time to stop yeah also real quick the reason why you want to get this game is that you can do sneak attacks and your sneak attack is a German suplex. Yeah. You, you ever just want to randomly suplex somebody up a wall? You can. Well, you can now. Play, play, let it die. It, it, I wish Suda would sponsor us, but <laughs> we don't speak Japanese. Nah. Sometimes I wonder if he does. <laughs> you know what? Fair. Uh. You know that was like that was like three questions from one from one thing, but I think that's a good place to end it for today. Yeah, I think so too. I also need to rest my throat. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs>
I have a and d game in like 45 minutes that I need to prepare. All right. So I got so I'll, I'll tell you guys about like our D&D games next week and I'll bore you with that bullshit. But until then, I hope you all have a wonderful day. <laughs>